0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Thursday edition of the Scouting Report. Hopefully you all had a chance to listen to our first episode which aired this Tuesday, the 12th. Mohammed Ibrahim Tailback from Minnesota. Uh, Of course, you can find all the episodes on iTunes, Podcasts, or Podbean. Head over there, like, subscribe, share it with friends. Uh, You can head over to rsafootball.com or find me on Twitter at RightStepADV. To get in touch. Next week, we we'll will be back on offense on Tuesday with wide receiver Elijah Higgins out of Stanford. We will also have a special Wednesday episode What Does an Area Scout Do During the Fall? That will be a deep dive into the prep work, weekly schedule, what a school visit looks like, how scouts manage their schedules, the areas, the states they have. Basically, we'll cover everything an area scout might do during the fall. Um, and, you know, maybe even get a, get a comment or two from other scouts that are currently in the NFL. But with that, let's get into today's episode. Today we're going to be covering defensive lineman out of the University of Oregon, Brandon Dorless. Now, Brandon is a fourth year player in 2022 that is draft eligible, uh, has not taken a traditional red shirt, though he does have the option to use 2020 as a COVID red shirt season. So depending on where you look, you may see that he's listed as either a junior red shirt, junior, or a senior. At this point, scouts are treating him as if he is a senior. Uh, we'll see how this season goes and he will be able to make that decision But like i said he is considered a draft eligible and scouts will be doing their work on him so who is brandon Uh, let's go back to high school fort lauderdale area native uh, spent time at two high schools first two years of high school at calvary christian before moving over to a more prominent big school deerfield beach Uh, he was part of a 12 and 2 team that made it to the state semifinals in his class under coach javon glenn he had a number large number of offers coming out of high school um, including south carolina tennessee miami florida had all the florida schools as you'd expect from a fort lauderdale kid uh baylor as well He was actually committed to Virginia Tech, uh, committed there in August of his junior year, was committed there for a couple months, ended up decommitting in December. Uh, A week later, he took an official visit all the way across country to Oregon, and it was just a few days after when he officially committed and signed to the Ducks. Well done to that recruiting staff. So Brandon is a fourth-year player, as I said, 2022 draft eligible. Um, so going back his freshman year, he was 97 for his first two years. So if you had a check on any of that 2019 and 2020 film, he is in a different number, switched over to number three in 2021, but played nine games as a freshman, primarily a backup player, late junk time, uh, games out of hand, not a ton of snaps there. 2020 played in all seven of their games during the COVID, redshirt, or COVID year. Uh, made a start in the final game, Uh, was still largely a rotational player, but was a consistent contributor, totaling 351 snaps. 2021 took his big jump, switched to that single-digit number three, uh, broke out, started 13 games, played in all 14. He was named a first-team all-Pac-12 player by the coaches, by AP, and by PFF. That's pro football focus, of course. 655 snaps played across the season. A uh, few stats of note, 25 tackles, seven tackles for loss, two and a half sacks. Not huge numbers from that standpoint, but with the defense that they run, the number of things they ask him to do, uh, that's good, solid production. But, it, of course, we'll expect all those numbers to go up this year. Listed at six three two eighty nine, 289. Uh, was actually listed at 295 when he enrolled in 2019. As you'd expect, he's leaned out a little bit. You can expect continued change in that body composition. That'll be, again, part of what we talk about a little bit later is what that body type's going to look like depending on where he plays. Uh, But making the strides with his body, again, I'm sure leaning up, uh, getting some of that... uh, more mature weight, mature, more mature physique as he continues to develop. So, uh, who is he? What do we see on film? What are his strengths? So, versatility that's going to be the number one thing you see on film. This guy lines up all over, which means he's going to be a great conversation piece for all 32 teams across the NFL. It doesn't matter what scheme you're in 3 4, 4 3, an over under defense, you know, one gap, two gap. like this guy. At some point is going to do about all of it during his college film leading up to this year. Um, There's uh, only a handful of snaps where he lines up in the same spot on consecutive snaps. So um, his strength, his weight gains, weight loss. Again, a lot of that's going to determine where he's lining up this 2022 season. Of course, losing a player like Kayvon Thibodeau uh, to the draft this last year. He will have, again, more pressure put on him to step up and make plays. But uh, again, without a question, the versatility is something that a lot of scouts are going to you know, talk about with this player. This guy plays with extension. He keeps blockers off his chest. It's a natural thing for him. Uh, leverage, strength, those kinds of things. You know, Those will be you know, points we talk about a little bit later here. But again, the length and hand use is there shows up on film consistently. Another thing he does well is he plays with quickness. He's got a good first step, both vertically to penetrate and when working laterally in stunts and games. This guy will line up in a three and do a quick slant. He will long stick. It creates problems for both zone and gap schemes. Um, The good foot quickness, the good first step, those show up on film as well. Flipping over to the other side, what are some weaknesses? His strength must be improved. Again, I talked about the length and the hand use. This guy keeps blockers extended, but he will get pushed around more than you want. He is a little bit of a tweener plays with the big men inside sometimes he looks like a player that wants to play on the outside he will get shielded he will get pushed off the spot a little bit he struggles to collapse gaps gaps and he can get sealed uh at the point of attack by single blockers again more often than you want again talking about a true fourth year player i would expect this to be another uh, jump in strength for him a uh, good good strength program there at oregon so i expect that strength to be improved this year in that technique as well um again a weakness if you want to call it that this guy's got no true home there's no true arsenal uh whether he's a three tech inside rusher where he's an edge five seven technique he's got no true arsenal at this point again that can be just from lack of experience lack of focus on it uh moving around hey focusing on what the scheme is supposed to do but that's going to be something that every team wants to know is like how is this guy going to win on third down wherever he's at develop a go-to move as a three tech as a five tech as a seven tech Uh, that way he can be on the field applying the pressure in third down situations so What do we see on film? Like I said, versatility. This is a player that is aligned all over the field. Was primarily opposite of Kayvon Thibodeau in 2021. Base 3-4 scheme. Played primarily as a 4-I and 5-tech, hand down, over and under fronts. He'd play as a five technique. He'd you know get wider when there was a tight end. Opposite of the linebacker, there that's up hugging on the line of scrimmage, he played from a seven technique all the way down to a two eye in nickel four down looks. He played from a seven, five, four eye, three, two eye shade spots. There's snaps where he's a zero tech. Again, there's not a position on the field across that defensive line, inside to outside, that this guy hasn't lined up. He's comfortable putting both hands in the dirt. So he is going to be able to line up all over. You've got to you know make sure you find that number three on the field, figure out pre-snap where he's going to be. Like I said, good first step, light on his feet and his stance. Again, you want to see more explosion into contact. It's just really sufficient at this point. Blockers know he's there, but he's not knocking him back. He's not delivering a consistent punch. He is not a heavy-handed defender at this point. He plays more of a finesse game. He is not a finesse player. Nest player. He will get after it. He will be physical and battle at the point, but his game is winning on the edges right now. He wants to work the edges, which every coach wants, but there's a time and a place to do that, and there's a time and place to get gritty, nasty, and go through to uh, blockers. And get to the quarterback get to the ball carrier again it's a pad level question gets high with his pad level at times again that's a core lower body strength things oftentimes which again i expect him to take those steps into 2022 to continue to ascend the effort and motor there he works uh, in the backfield down the line of scrimmage he's effective in stunts and games he is always working he's going to chase stuff down he's going to work to find the ball uh, on misdirection and um, counterplace, he does a good job tracking the ball as well. So he's always going to be around the ball. The production will come as a result. Still improving with the strength. Again, we keep going back to that. And again, it's a, something that I'm sure they understand, he understands, and is going to be greatly improved this year. Uh, but there is a time and a place where, you know, coaches will call it taking the dirt road. Too often, Brandon will get washed out of place. He gets pushed, he gets pushed. It causes two way goes and creases for the offense to run through. By taking the dirt road, sometimes that really defines things for linebackers and players in the secondary. There are times where Brandon needs to learn to take the dirt road. Hey, I'm just going to take this blocker. I'm going to define this play for my scraping linebacker. That way they can make a play. Again, sometimes a winning play on defense is just causing havoc. muddled looks for ball carriers. They end up running into traffic and not seeing a clean crease. So who are some players that I see when I see Brandon? Uh, One of the first guys is Marlon Davison, Auburn uh, graduate player. Drafted by the Falcons, he was a tweener, defensive end, defensive tackle that played a lot of stand up, kind of edge in a hybrid three down look for Auburn. Um, Again, similar movement, similar in the way that they wanted to play on edges, play with their length, uh, similar body type, similar sizes, could be an inside guy, could be an outside guy, a versatile player that has a lot of good traits to him. Marlin has, you know, dealt with some injuries in Atlanta, has not been quite the second round pick that they would have wanted traits are still there. He gets it all together, finds his home there as Coach Pease continues to get that defense where he wants it to be. I expect Marlon to have some success at some point here. Another one, Draymond Jones, going back a couple years, primarily a three-tech out of Ohio State in 2019. He was a third-round pick. Draymond was a more vertically explosive player, um, but didn't quite have the lateral movement that Brandon has shown at this point. Um, Draymond didn't play all over the line, again, with that Ohio State four down defense, Draymond was pretty much a a three to maybe a two-eye kick out, you know, get loose three at some points, but um, was going to be primarily in that three spot. Both guys coming out, lack of strength, that was it for Draymond. The explosiveness was there all day, but when it got gritty and nasty, Draymond didn't always have the strength, again, in his core and his lower body to, you know, buckle down, hold two blocks, allow linebackers to scrape and make plays. Uh, Slightly different body type, slightly different, uh, you know, the way that they will be looked at. But Carlos Bash out of Wake Forest, 2022 draft, second round pick for the Bills. Carlos, like Brandon, ton of questions on where is this player going to line up. Carlos had lined up everywhere, again, from three two I all the way as a stand-up true outside linebacker. Carlos very athletic, more athletic than Brandon, not quite the same size, not quite the same length. But with all the pre-draft process for Carlos, it was where is Carlos going to fit in our defense? Is he a hand down three technique? Is he a uh, four down defensive end? Is he a left end? Is he a right end? Is he strictly a pass rusher? Can this guy line up as a three, four outside linebacker? Is this guy a Sam linebacker? Every team, 32 teams probably had slightly different opinions on it. Again, Brandon is going to have some of those same kinds of questions. Brandon has a size advantage. Where is he going to end up? Is he going to continue to get back up to 295, 300 pounds, be a hand in the dirt guy? Is that weight going to continue to come off as he's mature, as he tones that body? Is he going to end up being a jack backer in a 3-4 heavy-handed set the edge be your second or third pass rusher so it's going to be a lot of questions similar to what carlos did going through the process and we'll have the chance to do it so where do i ultimately see this player in the nfl um i think this could go two two different directions um and i think we'll know game one when he lines up first couple snaps all right where where does Oregon see this player? What is he going to be doing? Where has the weight gone? Has he gotten stronger? Is he committed to being a hand down guy? Is he going to be a hand up guy, continuing to lean that body, be a pass rusher? Those are going to be questions. Again, we'll find out uh, with Kayvon Thibodeau gone, who is stepping in and replacing that production. Do they see Brandon in that light? And you know, we'll see what uh, what happens um, with players like this always one of the hard things for them to balance is hey i want to put myself in the best spot for the nfl draft by doing one thing but to make my defense on my college team the best i've got to do the other um you know it's i I think he's going to slim down my expectation with no real insight because pass rushers get drafted higher and get paid more so you know that's what everybody wants to do but my cautionary tale would be you know 2022 draft well draft eligible Myron Tagovailoa Almosa out of Notre Dame a very productive high motor player that had been basically a three tech four eye for that Notre Dame defense going into 2021 season Myron slimmed down wanted to play on the outside wanted to play stand up ended up going undrafted is now with the Las Vegas Raiders wasn't the best decision for him. Didn't have some of the same quickness and explosiveness that other players playing as a stand-up player needed. So that's your cautionary tale. There's you know plenty on the other side where hey continue to bulk up and you know the body can't handle it. So it's gonna be the question. Again, my my expectation is he slims down a little bit. Maybe he's not a true stand-up outside player all the time. Maybe Oregon moves him around, switches the defense a little bit, but helps get him to where he needs to be to find production. So Back to Brandon. Where do I think he gets drafted? I think he's an early day three draft pick at this point. Fourth, fifth rounder. He could move into those Friday night rounds at round two and three with a productive year. The body looks good, the development, the traits he has. Again, the 2020 to 2021 uh, improvement was noticeable for this player, and I expect him to take another big jump into 2021. And uh, I'm excited to see, again, week one, playing the reigning national champion, Georgia Bulldogs. It's going to be fun to see where this player lines up and how he's used and where this season goes for him. So with that being said, that's Brandon Dorless, University of Oregon, number three. Again, head over to rsafootball.com or head over to Twitter at RightStepADV. Leave me comments, leave me notes, uh, share. Let everybody know about these. And uh, until next time, Enjoy.